Hey guys, I'm Heather and I'm the oldest. She's the emotional one. Is it Bruce Dickinson? <laughs> Man, why the, why, I mean, like, you haven't even read the list. You're like, Heather. <sighs> hey guys, I'm Ben. I'm the middle child. And he's the practical one. What I, what I need you to understand <laughs> is that you have lost all credibility <sighs> when we get to the cutting stage. Why? Kenny Chesney was your second pick. I'm Beth, and I'm the baby. She's also the swing vote. My picks are great. And (laughs) and if you don't believe it, just ask me. I won't argue with you because I'm mature. Together, we make the Music List Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, let's get ready to rumble! That's right. It is WrestleMania (laughs) week, baby. (laughs) WrestleMania week. We want to welcome you to the Music List podcast, where we are siblings that argue while making music lists. And in honor of WrestleMania coming up this weekend, we thought we would do a wrestling-themed podcast. (laughs) So, we're basically limited to intro music because that is the music of pro wrestling, is the intro songs that the wrestlers use. So, we're going to do the best wrestling intro music songs uh, in professional wrestling. I'm Ben. With me are my sisters, Heather and Beth. And we all have a little bit of wrestling background. Not wrestling background. We don't. Wait a minute. No, we do not. I I have put Beth in the figure four on many occasions. Oh, that's true. I have much experience. I have more experience than I thought. And I thought I broke Ben's arm when I was doing it. Basically, uh, I was a professional jobber as a child. That's right. That's right. So, uh, what I meant to say, or what I meant to convey, was the message that we all have watched quite a bit of wrestling in our lives. And so, I uh, don't know if I would call us necessarily experts, but we're, no. No. <laughs> we're pretty no. well-versed in multiple decades of intro music. I would say that that's a fair yeah. thing to say. Um, so, we thought we would uh, welcome in WrestleMania with some, uh, with some great intro music. Now, we had to be very clear that this did not necessarily have to be people that wrestled for the WWF or the WWE. Now, WWE owns almost everything except for, like, the current NWA thing that they got going on, AEW. Well, and there there are a handful of other promotions that that are pretty popular, but yeah. But WWE does own the rights to almost everything from the past. They bought the WCW (laughs) stuff. They bought the old territory stuff, so... Mm -hmm. You know, like uh, Ric Flair and and Arn Anderson and Dusty Rhodes came up through the Mid-Atlantic. They made the Mid-Atlantic Territory really big. The McMahons own all of that. So, um, I guess technically that's all WWE now. So, all that would be fair game anyway. But we did not limit ourselves to the WWE. So... Man, this this is a fun category. <laughs> so I'm going to tell you what my qualifications were or whatever. What was I looking for? Number one, it does have to be decently good music. I think that's, you know, we're a music podcast that's out there. But does it relate specifically to the character? That's important to me. Mm. Like, is it a good fit for the guy? 
And is there that moment that the crowd hears the first three or four notes or whatever, and there's a pop? Yeah. Yeah. Right? Instantly recognizable. This is this guy. It's that guy. We know what's coming. Mm-hmm. We know what's about to happen. Because we can tell within the first three notes who's coming down the aisle, right? Yeah. So to me, that was important. Did the song generate a pop? Help the wrestler generate a pop? Did it tie in directly to the wrestler? Was it a good fit for the wrestler? And I gave a few bonus points if the wrestler was actively involved in the participation of the song. (laughs) Okay. Okay. All right. So I gave a few bonus points for that. Okay. What about y'all? Mainly the same. I mean, I I am not as well-versed as you two probably in the backstories and the characters and the, you know, I watch it for... Well, mainly because my husband watches it, and most of the time I'm just scrolling on my phone. But uh, I do get in invested sometimes in the in the soap opera ness of it. Yeah. And so, same thing when the music comes on. It, if it makes me pop my head up and go, "Uh oh," you know, just being a a casual viewer, then I think that that is a is a pretty good sign that that it is. Uh, is that is given a pop? Is that a is that a wrestling term? It is. Yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. See that's when when, the, that's when, when the, crowd the crowd just goes, gives a pop. Oh yeah. When everybody goes whoa. Yeah. Yeah. So um, yeah. And you know, I give I give my husband a lot of crap about watching grown men rolling around in their panties. You know, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, just like any soap opera, you know, it's just soap opera with greasy. Wrestling but, guys but now let's, roll it around let's, with each other. Let's, let's, let's cut through the crap a little bit because you have talked about Scott Hall for like 30 years. Oh, yeah, that's true. Well, I thought Scott Hall was kind of <laughs> so, attractive. So let's not act like, oh, you know, I'll just wrestling for everybody else. But, <laughs> no, I'm you know, no, I know. Here, here come the outsiders down, and she's like, oh, it's kind of <laughs> It's the wolf pack. No, when I when I was teaching back here and and like that's how I even started watching wrestling was with you. <laughs> you know, cuz you were like, "Hey, come here, look at this. It's it's like a soap opera but with fighting." Yes. I said, yes. "Okay, I'm down." So, you know. And, you know, one of the things that, you know, people are like, "It's fake." Well, yes and no. I mean, it it's not a competition. I was like, it, "Yeah. But, it's scripted." <clears throat> But it's not necessarily fake. Everything's not fake. But I don't care if you get hit over the head no, with a steel really chair, right? To the <laughs> yeah, point, you know, to the point that the chair is dented. Yeah, yeah. There is no way that that does not hurt. Right. Yeah. You know, I mean, I know that they they have a technique so that it doesn't like kill you because you could yeah. kill somebody with a steel chair. But I mean, yeah, and he wasn't the first. It has the first to one to do it, obviously, but like a. Gosh, I don't remember who did it, but it was some years ago, Chris Jericho was fighting somebody. It might have been Dean Ambrose or whatever. They were doing extreme stuff, and he threw out the thumbtacks. Oh, and he power bombed oh, him yeah. onto the thumbtacks. And I'm like, the you stuff, can't, you cannot fake that. That's not fake. Would that would hurt a, so uh, badly. In uh, in ECW was insane. Oh yeah, that extreme too. championship. That was yep, yep, yep. Uh, oh, I didn't watch. That. Um, 
Paul Heyman. Paul, Paul Heyman yeah. ran that, and he was Paulie Dangerously, I think, was his character. <laughs> um, but it was, it was. I mean, you had Mick Foley in Hell in a Cell mm-hmm. fall from such a distance that a tooth went through his no, soft. No, 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 went, nope, went nope. through his soft okay. palate Oof, and was hanging out of his okay, nose. All right, I can't. So, anyway, you don't, so basically, you don't fake that. No, you don't. Yeah, people do get really, yes. truly hurt. Um, yeah, but God bless him. It's great TV. It is. It's entertaining. So, Beth. Oh. Pretty much the same. I I live for the the dramatic moment when somebody's giving a promo or whatever, and <laughs> Just interrupt them, and the music hits, and everybody's like, "Oh snap!" Like if you get interrupted <laughs> or a beatdown is happening, somebody's just getting like triple teamed, and then somebody's music hits, and you know they're coming to save them because you're waiting on that, right? You know when somebody is just being overtaken by two or three other guys, somebody's coming. Somebody's mm-hmm. coming to help them. Sometimes it's a matter of sometimes you know who it is. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you're like, who's going to come save them? And it's it's, it's a total surprise sometimes. (laughs) But the music hits first. But the music hits first. And I love the moment. I like something where there's, sometimes it's a lot of the times on mine that I chose, it's outside the music, right? It's not necessarily just the music starts. There's either a sound effect or something like that. I love that. Or if like they have, um, like Cody Rhodes right now, I like his song too. His starts and he has like, he has recorded his voice on something. And then the song's actually pretty darn good. I didn't put it on my list, but it's good. I would listen to it just for funsies. It's a good song, but <laughs> something like that. Yeah. But just to, you know, how important it is, is like, you'll have like the rock in, in the ring, just trashing somebody, trashing mm-hmm. somebody. Somebody's music hits, and he stops. Yeah. And yeah. the look in his eye yeah. will tell you, <laughs> oh, boy, oh, boy, <laughs> here we go. Now, I will say <clears throat> there are some songs that I think are really, really good, but I feel that they are somewhat generic mm. for wrestling. So I did not include them on the list. An example of that would be Edge. Oh, right. Metalingus Bridge, yeah. is great. Uh, yeah. It's great. That's a great song. But I feel like you could put that with 25 other different yeah, guys yeah. and it would be kind of the same thing. Yeah. You know. So what makes that a great intro song is that Edge was really good. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and there's you know. that little you think you know me or whatever yeah. at the beginning, which I don't I, I I don't really care for that one that much, but and there but were, it does when that hits, everybody freaks yeah. out. But there, it's but mostly. But it's because you know Edge is edge coming, is coming. Yeah. right? There were a couple that um, the music. It's not really. I, I didn't put them on my list because it was more about their talking. Like they, they'll. So I don't want to say it because I don't know uh, if you have one of them, but um, like it's more of. A shout out that they do specific a lot of times, yeah. I guess, to each show. Oh, little rough. Yeah, the new day. <laughs> yeah, or yeah. They did, but my very favorite one. Hit, my very did. favorite one. I didn't put on there. We'll talk about it. A little <gasps> bit. You didn't put your favorite one on. Well, my yeah, because it's not a song. It's oh. it's them saying oh, okay. something. So okay. So the, just... the the way this will work is that we are going to have three rounds. We're each going to draft. The first round is going to be Ben, Beth, Heather. Second round, Heather, Beth, Ben. Third round, Ben, Beth, Heather. I haven't had the first pick in a, in a good hot minute, it seems like. So this will be my first overall pick in a while. Um, nine total picks. And then once we get that nine, we will cut that down to five, and then we'll try to rank the five. So 
I'll get started. I'll get this show started. And there's only one way <laughs> yeah. to really get this started. Everybody knows yeah. who's coming down to the ring. Yeah. Yeah. And he like the way he stomps down. Yeah. Like, you know. It's almost to rhythm to the song. Yeah. Yeah. This song fits him to a T. Yeah. This sounds like somebody who is coming to the ring. They don't care what you think. They don't care what you want. He's got an agenda. He's going to do it. He's going to slap a couple of uh, Austin Brewskis together. He's going to pour them all over his face. He's going to give you two one-finger salutes. He's going to stun you. And then he's going to, like, laugh at you and shake his head at you, you know. (laughs) And even if you don't watch wrestling, you you know know who this is. He's coming down to the ring in jorts. Yeah, and a black T-shirt that says 316 on it, yeah. and a skull on the back. Shaved Always. head, redneck. He may drive a beer truck down to the ring. <laughs> he may bring a four-wheeler down to the ring. <laughs> he may bring a bow and arrow to the ring. You got no idea what this cat's bow and do. arrow. Oh, well, he's a redneck. Well, he did. He did tons of redneck. Crazy stuff. stuff. Yeah, tons of redneck stuff. Um, and so. Everybody knows. Like, you don't even have to play a note. It's when that glass breaks. Mm-hmm. And I think the glass breaking is what sets it over the top, right? And that's really what Stone Cold Steve Austin did is he was such a game changer for, I guess, what, what we now call sports entertainment, right? Mm-hmm. So he is the one who ushered in the Attitude Era, no question about it. The music is absolutely perfect for him. I think that music right there gets the biggest pop in the history of pro wrestling. The only one that would be close is if you smell what The Rock is cooking. But then a lot of people don't know what the music sounds like after that, so I didn't include that. Yeah, the music is pretty generic for The Rock. Because what people... because people are well, because people are cheering so loudly yeah. after if you smell, nobody else knows what his music sounds like. I don't care for his so music, but, but so Stone Cold Steve Austin, yeah. I will be shocked if it's not number one overall. <laughs> I'm gonna be pissed. I'm be okay. I'll be, if it's not number one overall, I'm 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 stunning everybody in the room. You know, oddly enough, that is one move that. I have yet to have. <laughs> I don't. I don't know how you would do. I don't know how I could pull that off without actually hurting someone. So I will. Oh, yeah, let's not. Do that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. All right. Is that your? That's my. That's that. That's, that's that's that. Yeah. Okay. So, in the same vein, um, this is all about that moment before the music even hits. This this one moment occurs. And it doesn't matter what is going on. Sometimes you can kind of see it coming sometimes by what the person is saying. And sometimes it's completely out of the freaking blue and everybody in the place loses their mind. You know. You know, because then the lights go out. Yeah. And you're like, oh, the whole place, the whole place. Now. I understand that it takes this yeah, dude about, about 30 say. minutes to get yeah. to the ring. You got time to go get a drink and go. But 
you know, you have that moment at the beginning, that oh crap moment, and the person, whoever it is in the ring, is like scared, whether they're a good guy or a bad guy, because with the Undertaker, you don't know what he's gonna do. You have no clue if he's on your side or if he's not. Most of the time. And so, you know, he's making his way down. You got all the smoke and the lightning. Um, and so, and this, again, fits perfectly with the character. I mean, he's had a couple of different characters that he's been through over the years. But the Dead Man character is definitely the most, probably one of the most it's the greatest, iconic characters. It's the greatest gimmick of all time. Oh, it's time. great. And for him to be able to to still go up to recently, I mean, he's super impressive. And, um, yeah, so I think that probably between these two, you have maybe the most um, iconic moments, right, where, or where you're like, okay, this is this character in song. I think they probably embody that character the most in their music. And what's beautiful about the Undertaker's music is they got different variations on how they will do it. Mm-hmm. So, like, sometimes the lights go out the second you hear that first bong. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And everybody's like, oh, my God, it's dark and the Undertaker's coming. And then sometimes the lights go out and there's this pause with just the lights out. And everybody's like, uh, I know when it's going to start. I know when it's I know it's coming. I know it's coming. I know it's coming. And then I mean they'll let you wait and they'll let you wait and they'll let yeah. you wait and then you hear bong. Yeah. And you know ACDC's not in the house. So <laughs> right. you know who it is. So I love the way that that the WWE and WWF cuz he was there during WWF time. Yeah. I love the way that they were able to kind of play with the same mm-hmm. you know the exact same intro with the bongs and the music but just the way they played with the lights mm-hmm. to to draw, you know, the yeah. the emotion one way or another was was brilliantly yeah. done. Which now WWE. they'll now they'll cut the lights for maybe like there were two maybe that I can think of other people more recently. Um, so there was another kind of supernatural type character, Bray Wyatt, yeah. and they would cut the lights for him because then his thing was everybody would turn their phone lights on and do like the whole Firefly thing. Um, and that was cool. And then there was another character, it was a female wrestler, that her deal was like glow, everything glowed. And so, however, their music was not as, <laughs> you know, was not as impactful as this. So if the lights cut, there was a time where you're like, okay, you know, if it's guys in the ring, you know it's, it's either Bray Wyatt or it's The Undertaker. But the second you hear that gong hit, that's, right. that's it. Yeah. Um, and then like Bray Wyatt's music was, it, it was good at the time, but it wasn't anything like this. So yeah, but for a time he was the only person, if the lights went out, yeah. that was it. You knew exactly what was going to happen. So, and yeah. man, it was great. You, you just didn't know if he was going to pop up in a casket. <laughs> yeah. You didn't know if he was going to pop up in the middle of the ring. You didn't yeah. know if he was going to come down the aisle. You never knew where yeah. he was going to come if from. When the lights came on, he would just be you know, there. And then, yeah. oh, and then the, the stuff with him and Kane, when mm. Kane for, oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, y'all gonna, like, y'all gonna make oh me go. By the way, all of this is on Peacock. You can go watch all the WWE stuff on Hashtag Peacock. Not sponsored, but start, start maybe to, we should be. Yeah. So, man, bringing back good memories. I may yeah. have to start watching wrestling again. Kane, which Kane is now like the mayor, the of, mayor of some place. Uh, I think yeah. Indiana or something. like No, that, it's or? in Tennessee. Mark's. Oh, Tennessee. Yeah. <laughs> I think Mark's family lives under his jurisdiction. Actually, <laughs> okay. Some he's of a his libertarian. Family. He's one of the few libertarian. I don't, I don't know, but 
Yeah. I don't know his political stance, but mm. <laughs> yeah. Isn't his name like Glenn or something? Yeah, I mean, it is. I don't know. Yeah. Huh. That's awesome. Well, okay. Okay, Heather. <laughs> okay. M- my first pick does not have the same initial impact, but uh, they are. Tag Team Hall of Famers, the fabulous Freebirds. <laughs> this is unique to them because Michael Hayes wrote it. No, uh, 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 no not Michael Hayes. It's Michael P.S. Hayes. <laughs> Thank <Sorry>. you. <laughs> Just let you listen to this gem for a second. <laughs> This ain't no home sweet home, it's home sweet misery. (laughs) I defy you to not, for this not to be an earworm. It is an earworm. It definitely is. Oh, here we go. The Freebirds sometimes credited as the first wrestlers to use entrance music, but I don't think that's true because I think there were some old wrestlers that that. But what they may but, be the first ones to do, and I, I didn't I didn't research this, but they may be the first ones to have something that is just there specific to them. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and the thing about this song, like, is it rap? Is it rock? Is it Southern Rock? Is it Dog the Bounty Hunter? You don't know because it Dog the Bounty <laughs> well, He looks, he did kind of look like, with, he still actually kind of looks like. With their prodigious use of the Confederate flag, yeah. I would say it's probably Southern Rock. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know, but the video is amazing. The video is fantastic. So Many a front porch on that video. Many, yeah. So um, I just, you know. That that song's amazing. So that was my first pick. And it fit them too. You know, the fabulous Freebirds were cheaters, and they were actually <laughs> they were a tag team. But we they had to institute the Freebirds rule. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. Because there were three of them, and mm-hmm. any two of them could defend the titles at one time, which was not fair. But that was part of that was part of the deal, right? With the Freebirds, you know, they weren't going to play fair. So <laughs> really cool and and I, I, iconic because they were if not the first one of the first to have their own intro music yep. that was just like it wasn't like a song they ripped off the radio yeah or uh what's the guy Jim Johnston was writing a whole bunch of different things for different wrestlers and um he wrote a ton, a ton of, of intro yeah. great intro and, music and through like, he makes still so, uh, Jimmy no, Hart. I think they fired him recently or they let, or they what do they call it? they call it released I think yeah. <laughs> I don't think he's with them is anymore. Hayes still working for the yes. WWE yes. he does he works as a like, writer right uh, or, I think he produces matches I think he like says like here's how you get from he has point not a to point aged B. like <laughs> You would have expected. Him to. Well, <laughs> that he, I think he, he still wears the crazy suits. Yeah, and I stuff. mean the hair is. It's still got the mullet. Yeah, you know he he has aged like somebody that would sit on the front porch singing, <laughs> drinking <laughs> drinking a lot of Jim Beam and smoking a lot of well, Marlboro Reds yeah. would look like. Yeah, well. So he is. I, well, I haven't. I, haven't looked I would at a say picture that of him he recently. has aged and sounds 
exactly the way that I would expect him to. Yeah, after, I mean, after years of physical abuse, knowing what he looks like now, if you go back and watch the video, yeah. you're like, whoa, whoa. okay. Yeah, yeah, Terry Bam Bam Gordy. I mean, that was a. <laughs> Ooh, boy. It's just it's so it's so wrestling. If that's yes. that's not a wrestling intro. That's a wrestling intro. Which yeah. are the best ones? Yeah. To be honest with you, yeah. the wrestling intros. Yeah. Are the best ones. <laughs> Wait. We did not talk about the best wrestling moment of y'all's lives. <laughs> <laughs> and we must. Oh, Before we begin the no. next round, okay. we must. So in case anybody's wondering just how invested we were in the 90s in pro wrestling, um, <laughs> it was just you and me. Yeah. We were the only ones that went, Heather. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We went to. I'm almost positive. It was a Monday Nitro. It was, I'm almost, it was either Nitro or Thunder. I think it was. I think it was Nitro. And um, in Little Rock at Barton Coliseum. Yeah, back then. No, 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 no. It, it was all Arena. Was it? It was all Arena back then. Now it's whoever. We did go to an. I went with a Nitro. I went to a Nitro with y'all. At Barton, oh, I mean, no, I'm, what I'm, y'all went to might have been at Alltel. I'm, I'm positive it was Alltel. So we were we were at Alltel Arena, and now keep in mind this was a WCW deal. This was Monday Nitro. <laughs> WWE, which they I don't know if they were WWE or WWF yet, um, was obviously competing with the Monday Night Wars. Were hot yeah, and heavy. Yeah. Stone Cold Steve Austin wrestled for the WWE. <laughs> Not the WCW, <laughs> but it has always been ridiculous trying to get out of out of Alltel Arena, and that has not changed. It's it's awful. the The driving situation, getting in and getting Simmons out, Bank is Arena, awful. Yeah. Is awful. And so, you know how it is when in that situation, you let somebody out, <laughs> or you let somebody in, you go in. The next person on the other yeah. side, you know, yeah. it's, it's you take turns. You take turns. I was driving. You know, you take turns. That's what you do. So <laughs> Heather lets one person in, mm-hmm. and then as you do, you fall in behind them before mm-hmm. the other line converges. Well, that other line was not going to converge. We're not going to let Heather in. And so, long story short, there's a little bit of a spat there. The, the, <laughs> well, guy, the guy and his girlfriend. The guy and his girlfriend, and the guy was driving. The male was driving. Yeah. And... um. He starts obviously cussing at us through yeah. the car, and I rolled down my window because he's closest to me, actually, and I don't, I'm sure I didn't cuss. And the I would not he have, gets, yeah. you would I never. Would, I would not have done that. And anyway. We start laughing. Yeah, we start laughing. That's, that's what <laughs> that's really what angered him. As the dolls did. And his really, girlfriend. And <laughs> his this girlfriend guy, was not happy. This guy steps out of the car. Yep. He's wearing an Austin 316 shirt. <laughs> So already I know, and he's bald headed. Yeah. So and he's wearing jeans. Yeah. Mm. And he's bowed up. I mean, he's hit the gym. I can tell this guy thinks he's Stone Cold Steve Austin. Mm-hmm. He will punch me. I know this. <laughs> but he didn't go to your I know side this. of the car. <laughs> so I'm, you know, I whatever the case. His girlfriend also gets out of the car. When he gets out of the car, she says, oh, you messed up now. Oh, you done messed up now. (laughs) Oh, you done messed it up now. I'm still laughing because. And so I'm like, uh, (laughs) I roll my window back up because if he's going (laughs) to punch If he's going to punch me, he's going to cut himself to do it. Yeah. Cue the glass break. (laughs) But he, he bypasses 
the, sure does. the the passenger, and he goes over to Heather's side, who's driving, <laughs> and Heather <laughs> rolls <laughs> down her window, and I'm like, why would you? I don't know what, if I just got some courage from what watching are you, all the. What are I you don't know. thinking? Well, I I was like, he ain't gonna hit me, and he doesn't, and he didn't. <laughs> He hawked a big loogie and spit in her face. Spit in my face. I mean, I could see oh. it looked like the moon. The big <laughs> white the ball of loogie. It was gross. It oh. looked like the moon. And now I have few options. Either I can let my sister's honor be soiled <laughs> by spit. <laughs> I can fight the guy who would definitely kick my behind because he's yeah. twice my size. Or I can do... Choice C, which was roll down the window, yell at the police officer dealing mm-hmm. traffic, and say, Hey, officer, this guy spit in my sister's face. <laughs> and he said, What? And again, the girl goes on about, Oh, you done messed up now. You done me-. <laughs> Now, wait a minute. Did we mess up five minutes ago or did we mess up right. now? So the police officer had a nice little chat with them, and that whole line got backed up for real. Well, and she she was talking a big game until he comes over and starts talking to me, and mm-hmm. you can see that the guy's kind of standing up at the front of the car, and he starts mentioning, well, if you want to press charges, mm-hmm. <laughs> assault charges. Yeah. And the girl's looking over there now, and I'm just kind of, you know what you should have done? You should have looked at her. You yeah. done messed, you done messed up, up now. now. Well, I thought about it first. I mean, I didn't want to drive all the way back down here and go through a big thing. No. So I said, you know what? If he'll come apologize, oh, <laughs> I won't press charges. And do you know what you should have done when he came over there? Sir, what's your name? It doesn't matter <laughs> what your name is. Yeah. Because you know he's, yeah, you know right. he watches The Rock. So, um, so the officer... Went over there and talked to him for a second, and then the girl, the, the girlfriend is just steady, just yapping, you know. And so then he came over there, and he had to, he had to fake a very sincere apology. <laughs> and then I allowed him to go about his way. But, mm. So yeah, that's my experience. At and that's how I Rath- avoided getting. Uh, beat up, officer. This man just <laughs> spit in my sister's face. <laughs> now, of course, I'm sitting there going, "Well, crap!" Because now everybody with their windows down yeah. is going, "What?" <laughs> <laughs> they got a free show. They did. They paid for That's a show, true. and then they got a free one. Yeah. So That's actually, true. you're all welcome. <laughs> Being, it's uh, always you. It's. What do you mean? It is always you. It's the it's the beach ball incident. <laughs> it was you. I, this thing. I mean, I guess you didn't technically do it. It's always but, when he's with me. Yeah. 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 Why, are you, well, why are you trying to act up? What it is is... <laughs> Being is so good at like, well, I don't want to be the one getting in trouble. <laughs> but watch this. These are... Y'all know about these instances because I was with you guys. <laughs> yeah, so there may true. or may not be more instances that I have <laughs> not let you in on that's yet. That's true. Yeah. Well, we got many podcasts to come for you to share those stories. <laughs> All right. So, second uh, round. Second round. All right. Oh, and we're I get back. to go first? Yeah, you oh, Okay. So, um... I guess this guy is a wrestler, but he owns all the other wrestlers. It's Vince McMahon. It's intro. Oh, yeah. No chance. (laughs) So, this is 
from, uh, he started using this in 1999, which is right smack dab in the middle of the Attitude Era. And here's what I love about about this is that walk, those elbows, you know, just flinging when he walks, and it's just. Yeah, I just love it. So, um, <laughs> nobody. It is that walk. I, it's that walk, you know. So, it just it makes me smile. Yeah. Well, I, I think you have. Yeah, it makes everybody smile. Here's, <laughs> here's, here's what I love about Vince is, if you were to name the five greatest heels of all time, heels oh, being bad guys. Yeah. I think you could make the argument that Vince. McMahon is one of them. Yeah. I mean, like, obviously, Ric Flair is going to be up there, you know. Stone Cold, as a heel, would probably be up there. But, I mean, I'm going to tell you. I mean, <laughs> Vince, everybody hated Vince, and that's the job of the heel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's to make everybody make everybody on that roster, everybody in the ring with, you. Want, I want them to just beat that guy up. That's the guy I want to get beat up. Everybody felt. Nobody loved Vince. And Nobody. for an old guy, he was jacked. Oh, there's he still no, is honestly jacked. But I mean, there's I mean, no way current, that he was not on the current issues aside. <laughs> all right. I mean, but like, I don't know what possessed him or who said, "Hey, swing your arms like this when you walk down the." I don't know if he came up with that or if somebody said, "Hey, try this." Well, didn't or, his dad own? Yes. Like so, I mean, he had been around the business forever. He probably had seen, but it's such a stylized. It is, but he probably knew walk. I need something. <laughs> he he unique. ran the business right, like through the yeah. '80s. So, yeah. like, really, he's the one that was responsible for yeah. making the WWE go global. Vince Senior wanted to keep it a regional territory in New York. Vince Junior was, I mean, and here's this is what makes him such a great character. That's really what he's like. He is Ethan. ruthless. It's supposed really? like there are there business. are stories about like if he were walking through and you like I don't remember who it was but apparently at one point sometimes they would have all the wrestlers come out at the beginning like if somebody died or if they had a big like we're having a town hall meeting or whatever and all the wrestlers are out there well there's one point he was apparently walking back through them to go backstage and somebody just kind of grabbed his arm like hey you know just just saying hello kind of and then like. They got no more opportunities. He was pissed. He was like, don't touch me. <laughs> Peasants. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I don't know how true that is, but I, I mean, I read that. And there are, there's kind of, there are kind of stories after story about, like, you're kind of always on eggshells. you got to always be always huh. right interacting with him, which he doesn't run the stuff anymore. Yeah. But Well, I mean, think about, like, the relationship that he had with Hogan, right? Yeah. And Macho Man. So these were guys that were making him a ton of money, ton of money. The minute the ratings dip a little bit, okay, we're not going to afford your contract. You're gone. Mm-hmm. Adios. Go make movies. Go away. Go away. Yeah. You're, you're too expensive for me. These are guys that made him, yeah. right? Without Macho Man and Hulk Hogan, WrestleMania 1, 2, and 3 are nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, yeah. so, and then, you know, he's just willing to cut ties with the people that made his money. He is he is that character. It appears so. I don't know. His grandchildren might disagree, but I don't know. Well, would you say differently if you're in the will and you know he'll cut you out? Would he though? I wonder if he's a softy with his family. I don't know. 
Yeah. Aegis Wonder. No mm. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't I, think so. I don't know. I guess we could ask Shane. Well, we can't, but somebody probably could. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Is it my pick? It yeah. is. All right. So my next pick is another gentleman who has an affinity for jorts. <laughs> <laughs> I know who this is. <laughs> and that's the time when that chord, when those chords hit. You hear that? And then this. Gets a lot of airtime on our podcast. Well, well you know what? Fresh and, and it's always me. <laughs> and I don't even, I don't even really like the character that much. But well, and he, and so he's the one. He's rapping this. This is his, you know, the Doctor of Thugonauts. <laughs> it's not the same character, but uh, you know, he's no stranger to the rap game. Uh, so he's, yeah, I say that. I use that term loosely, right? Um, but man. You know, when this hits, you're about to hear some good talking. You're about to hear him. Him. So Stone Cold, The Rock, and Cena. You know, if there's a mic in hand, it's going to be entertaining to some degree. Um, but, yeah, I think that that you can get pumped to that song. You know, like everybody gets excited when John Cena shows <laughs> And I don't, I'll tell them myself. Um, we went, oh gosh, we were at like a live event. So it was not televised in Jonesboro and our family was there. John Cena, I don't think was advertised for the show. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't like, I even had disdain for John Cena, but he's such a star that when, (laughs) 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 that when his music hit, we were all sitting down because we were just taking it in. Right. Because we were pretty close, close enough that you can be like, man, this is, they're whiffing. This is not, it's a, this is so fake. But we're sitting down, his music hits, <laughs> and I stood up and was yelling, and I looked over at y'all, <laughs> and I said, it's John Cena, stand up! <laughs> Show some respect! I don't even know why, but like that music and him coming down, he just, he has this energy about him. So maybe that's a personal thing for me, but you, I mean, it gets a huge pop every time he shows up, even if they advertise. I mean, you know, he's coming when the music is, it's going to be a good time. So, so let's have some respect for John Cena. Stand up. Stand up. It's John Cena. Ben. <laughs> yep (laughs) okay so we're gonna go i guess i get the last pick of the second round and i am going to pick the nwo theme which is called rock house so urban legend the way this all came together is some people think Frank Shelley, some guy named Frank Shelley wrote it. A lot of people say that Jimmy Hart sampled a lot of different Jimi Hendrix riffs and put them together to create it. And you can definitely hear kind of that dirty Jimi Hendrix sound to it. Um, and then obviously... It kind of mirrors Voodoo Child, which yeah. was uh, 
Somebody. Ho- 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 uh, Hollywood Hogan. Okay, I thought somebody used to come out to Voodoo yeah. Child, yeah. And it, it really did a good job of kind of mirroring Hollywood Hogan's intro music. But this really, I thought, fit the NWO really, really well. Number one, did it get a pop when that played? You knew the NWO was coming out. You just didn't know who and how many. <laughs> right? Because you didn't know, is this going to be Nash? Is it going to be Hall? Is it going to be Hall and Nash? Is it going to be Six Pop? Is it going to be... At some point, you know, you get... NWO kind of grew out of control. You know, yeah. you got... Was he Vincent <laughs> or Virgil in... in Oh, I don't he was Virgil that. when he was working with Ted DiBiase, but he was Vincent. Yeah, I think in the good. NWO. Okay. I don't. Uh, he was a jobber. He was the okay. NWO's jobber. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I remember but they the had they that, had they had Norton. The guy Scott that, Norton, big uh, guy. It got. I mean, that group got. Didn't like, one so of the many guys that, uh, one of the oh gosh, the guy with the ear things. Steiner. Oh, that, oh no, yeah. His, his brother. Well, no, no, no. The guy, that, the, the guy that wore the wrestling yeah. ear pads yeah. was, uh, that was Rick. He did not join the NWO. Scott joined the oh, NWO. Oh, Scott yeah. Scott yeah. turned on him to go to the NWO. And and the, the guy with the with the bandana. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shoot. What was his name? Yeah, the, the guy with the bandana. Oh, one. gosh. Um, oh, gosh. We had Buff Bagwell. He was NWO. It, yeah, it was some other. But well, that guy was in the wolf pack, wasn't he? So there was Conan? Like, yeah, maybe. I can't remember. Oh jeez. Conan had a Conan had had a bandana, yeah, but, yeah, he, yeah. but I he think wore you're right. a bald guy. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I think you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that yeah, guy. Yeah, that, guy. that was that guy. Conan. Oh, we did that to you at the family reunion. Yes, we did. Because by did. that time they were they were big uh in, they were in the NWO, and I guess you were in NWO. Well, fan, you, like I you guess. thought they were coming after you, or yeah, because yeah, y'all sent like ransom notes or whatever. <laughs> and then you got over the PA over the whole camp, and yeah. then like, and then somebody was like, "Oh, we saw basically the we, we saw, him we saw on a Macho boat. Man Randy Savage and somebody getting on a boat and going out the lake or whatever." And I was like, like what? six or yeah, eight I was young, or young enough like to not understand that it was. <laughs> Psst, it's not real. <laughs> yeah. But this song, I think, is really, really good. It's w- extremely recognizable. When you kn- when you hear it, you know what the association is. You may not know exactly which wrestler, but it grabs everybody's attention because they own WCW. I mean, they were the premier storyline for four years, really, in yeah. WCW. So um, we would be – is remiss the word? We would be remiss yeah. if we – did not, I think, add a little bit of an NWO flair. I am a huge Four Horsemen, uh, Four Horsemen fan, so I will always consider the Four Horsemen to be the greatest stable of all time. But I would definitely put NWO as the second greatest stable of all time. All right. So you got the last. That's the wrestling list podcast that we'll be doing. Re- <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I get to pick again. Yeah, yes. and I'm yeah, waiting for one uh, very okay. specific yeah. one that. I know he was like, don't let, don't, no, you can't, know." Yeah, I, it's going to be a huge letdown, actually. Oh. Um, but <laughs> but I love it because he participates in the song. And this was okay. more 80s growing up. Like like when, when the WWE was really, really exploding and the gimmicks were kind of out of control. You know, like everybody was a fireman or they were, 
you know, a like doing the clown astronaut stuff like that. or a clown <laughs> yeah. or something. Yes. So this was one of the more halfway believable gimmicks. And he is a legend. <laughs> The million dollar man Ted DiBiase. This is not at all what I expected. Everybody's gonna pay. (laughs) Cause the million dollar man. (laughs) It's not what I expected. Not at all. Always gets his way. So, the reason I selected this is because there is no other situation where this song can be played. That's true. It is only for the Million Dollar Man. Nobody can rip it. It doesn't make sense on the radio. This was made just for the Million Dollar Man. It fit him to a T. It was perfect. It had that initial pop, you know, that everybody knows when money, 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 money starts playing. Everybody knows we're going to be tossing Hundred dollar bills at people just to make them, you know, watch the poor people scrum for the hundred dollar bills, <laughs> you know. And Ted DiBiase, um, aside from being one of the great gimmicks of the eighties, really, well, I mean, one of the one of the great gimmicks of the eighties, and I believe I don't know that he ever won the world heavyweight championship, which makes him one of the greatest WWE WWF superstars to never have won the WWE championship. Um, the gimmick was on time. I mean, he played it well. I mean, he looked the part. He had that perfectly manicured beard, and I mean, he looked like he looked rich. Yeah. You know, he had his servant. You know, he had. I mean, you know, he the promos were great. Right in the back of a limousine, um, played up, played the part really, really well. And the music was uh, was top notch. Got a pop. Got the pop. He was one of the great heels of the nineteen eighties, and I think his music certainly. Uh, contributed to that. Yeah. So how how you did not know who it was? No, it took me a second. I never like by the time I like until I started watching it with you on, and it was WCW. Even I mean, like I knew who the, like the Mid South wrestlers were because everybody you know everybody knew who the wrestlers that, you right. know and like Hulk Hogan. And, I mean, like. But like hacksaw Jim Duggan and stuff, everybody, oh, you know, like we, we knew who <laughs> that we, was, and we knew who Junkyard Dog, Junkyard was Dog, and, and Macho Man, you know. But like I, I wasn't, mm. I didn't know who all of these characters were. I never saw T, t- Ted DiBiase as a wrestler. He was already into like announcing and stuff like that when I. And he actually started. plays a, a really pivotal role in the NWO storyline. Because apparently part of it is it's his money that gets the NWO together. (laughs) It's his, they don't call him the million dollar man, but everybody's like, everybody knows how much money Ted DiBiase has. You know, million dollars, he's a million dollar man. (laughs) You know, it's his money that kind of helps push Sting over the edge to get the fake Sting. So, and really that was the storyline that catapulted. It wasn't so much the NWO that catapulted the WCW into the stratosphere, it was Sting against the world. That yeah. cat, you know, Sting coming out of the rafters. Everybody was like, oh so boy, cool. oh boy. So very cool. This is awesome. Yeah. And, but, but 
part of that was Ted DiBiase's money funding the NWO. Mm-hmm. And so he played a big part in that, too. Now, he didn't use this song because he was no longer the Million Dollar Man. WWE owned that trademark, I guess. Mm. But that's his real name, Ted DiBiase, so they couldn't take that from him. Right. <laughs> Beth? Okay. Um, this one, I feel like, uh, let me lead into it now because it's a newer one. Um, and this might be, partly is a sentimental favorite to me because it's got, my favorite person right now was in this group. Well, two of them. Really. Um, So this is the group, The Shield. And so when they came in, their whole deal was they wore like tactical vests and stuff like that. And they wrecked everyone, everybody. They just randomly showed up on, I think it was a Survivor Series one time. And they came up out of nowhere. They had nothing to do with the show. People were like, oh, those are people from their like developmental group. And they were like, what the heck? This wasn't even a thing. Down there, this how did they even get together? Why are they friends? Why are they together? You had no clue. Um, and so uh, their deal was they had the tactical stuff on, and this is what would play. Sierra Hotel. India. Echo. Lima. Delta. Shield. <laughs> and so they... You would hear that like um, like that walkie-talkie sound, yeah. And before they even, because that's them, that's the three of them: um, Dean Ambrose, Seth Rollins, and Roman Reigns. That's that's them at the beginning, doing the military alphabet or whatever you call it, <laughs> obviously, <laughs> or whatever um, at the beginning, spelling out Shield right. So the the thing would click. You'd hear that sound effect before they'd start going, and then like the searchlights would go across the would go across the crowd and they would always come in from like if you're facing the ring the like the camera view facing the ring they would come in from like the arena down the whole stairs through the crowd on the like if you're facing it the right side and so it was a super also cool entrance really iconic thing that only they were doing that they would walk through part of it is the entrance but also from even before they started speaking people went insane and they were together for i don't know however many years uh probably four four or five i don't know um years active according to wikipedia I mean, they got together a couple of well, times. 2012 to 2014, so there's three years. And then yeah, yeah, they yeah. also, I guess, made appearances in 2017, 2018. They regrouped a few times. So, yeah, one of them turned on the other ones, and it was a huge – it was it was a moment. It was a moment. Um, so, yeah, this is a newer one. I don't – I mean, Heather probably has heard it, is f- somewhat familiar, but yeah, I, I would think, I think that Ben wouldn't know it. But now they're all split up, and, I mean, Roman Reigns is – the guy in in WWE right now. Seth Rollins is probably also one of their most like top top guys. So that catapulted the two of them. And then the other guy is now on AEW and is their champion um, under a different name. So all three of them um, legends in their own. I, I think I, I, they will be. They will be. You can't you can't deny the run they're having now and and say they won't be in the Hall of Fame at some point. Um, but yeah, so that's how they came into WWE and an entrance that I think people will 
we're older, right? So you remember nostalgically the things that, so for the kids now, that's, or a few years ago, that's going to be their undertaker. That's going to be their stone cold, you know? Yeah. Um, so we can't see into the future, but that's what they're going to hold on to is this iconic entrance from the shield. And it's good music. And, you know, you get that moment of the pop at the beginning, and that's one of my main criteria. Heather? All right. Well, this is, the, this is it, right? This is it. The last, the last pick. one. Pick number nine. Okay. Hit it. In 20, uh, 2002, uh, at WrestleMania when he faced John Cena, uh, he's used it ever since. Uh, Motorhead, it's aggressive, it's in your face, and specific to his character. It was not just a Motorhead song that they that they pulled out and used. So, um, and I, you know, the, very different from his prior. Yeah, it's a little different you know, than DX. DX. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. So, um, which was also a pretty cool intro. Mm-hmm. Song. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I think that his um, his music has evolved with him and his character and his role and what he takes on and I. Th- as far as I know, he still uses. He does. He still uses this. You know, the boss is coming. Yeah. When you hear that chord hit, yeah. And that's distinct. You know exactly. Well, and he is the game. The game. Yeah. So. That's his. That's yep. his deal. And it is just a. If we were to just like take, what's the best song on the list? Yeah. Take away the wrestling. Yeah. That's yeah. probably the best song on yeah. the list. Probably. Now we're talking about Motorhead. So. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I mean, the other one's like some. Nerd in the back room making, you know, yeah. <laughs> making wrestling intro songs oh. for most of them. But, sorry, Jim. Um, <laughs> no disrespect. So but yeah. That's it. That's okay, so uh, what are what are the nine selections? Again? All right. So Ben chose Stone Cold Steve Austin, the NWO, and Ted DiBiase. Heather chose the fabulous Freebirds, Vince McMahon, and Triple H. And my half, my half, <laughs> I have chosen the Undertaker, John Cena, and the Shield. So we want to talk about which ones we did not. Yeah, know. because I am perplexed about one being missing from your list. Yeah, me too. Flair. Yeah. Yeah, and then so Ric Flair is my favorite wrestler of all time. Right. Um, and it, I've had such an evolution in my life with wrestling. <laughs> when I when I was when I was when I was a young boy, <laughs> Sting was my favorite. Yeah. Right? Because he wore the hot pink and the neon greens and his hair was, you know, buzzed and and blonde and was really cool and super athletic. And, you know, as a little kid, you want to root for the good guys. Yeah. Then you learn that life's more complex than that. (laughs) (laughs) And Ric Flair was the ultimate tweener, right? I mean, tweener being somebody that could be the good guy, could be the bad guy, but even when he's a good guy, he's kind of bad. Yeah. You know, and I just loved his promos. To me, as good as The Rock and Stone Cold are at the promo, to me, 
Ric Flair <laughs> is the best that to ever do it. When he told six, <laughs> I have been world champion. You're going to have to go look that one up. So I can't say the rest of it. But <laughs> more times than you have, you get the rest. Okay. Uh-huh. So, but when I was, I, I wanted to be fair about this and the criteria for me, I wanted it to really be like, I wanted that song to be almost solely associated with oh, yeah. that guy. And, <laughs> Yeah. This is Strauss. Strauss. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But so probably like, more people have heard it in oh, because no doubt. Of, oh, yeah. you know, no doubt. It's like in association it's like, uh, with him. And- it's like I can't even remember what it's called. It's it's like the, the Chicago Bulls intro song, right? I mean, like everybody knows it as the Chicago Bulls intro song, but really it's Yeah, it's like also Sprock that's Yeah. I don't remember how to You know, so yeah. you know, but I it is instantly recognizable in that you know it's Flair, yeah. and mm-hmm. Flair has was so consistent with his intro music. I don't know that it ever changed. Maybe it changed when he was part of Evolution in WWE. I bet their intro music was they, different. Uh, they probably had us. I'm but not sure. As an as a singles wrestler, I don't know that he ever came out to anything but that. Yeah. Um, but I just I felt like that song had. I just felt like that was a given. Well, I, I, I mean, thought, I was I thought be, for sure you like, put it on there. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, it's on my list. Right. Um, but when I if I when I made my criteria, I wanted to stick to my criteria as much as possible. Yeah. So what else was on your list? So I did have the Undertaker. I did have Triple H. Mm-hmm. I had Heart Attack by Bret Hart. Mm, yeah. <laughs> you know, you knew <laughs> it. What I loved about that yeah. is it had that instantaneous. Well, you know exactly who's coming down because you had that kind of that screeching thing going. Um, I had fabulous Freebirds, and I had I I did have pomp and circumstance for Macho Um, Man. Yeah, we knew. (laughs) Yeah, we knew you would. Because Macho Man was also one of my favorite wrestlers. Yeah. Um, I had. uh, (laughs) Stone Cold was was on was definitely he was my number one. You know, but uh, I had Bobby Roode. Yes. The Glorious. Glorious. <laughs> <laughs> Just because it's a great intro it, song. It is. Um, Shawn Michaels. Sexy Boy? Yeah. 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 Oh, I wish yeah. we I wish we'd have played that though. <laughs> I'm just a sexy boy. Yeah. I'm not your boy. What I love about that is he had to have the cojones to perform yeah. it. Like he yeah. had to go into a studio yeah. and sing. <laughs> I'm not your boy toy. <laughs> yeah. And, oh. Like watching him now, I don't know. He had some guts, man. I'll say he, that. Yeah. And he was a heck of a performer. Yeah. He's kind of a sleaze bag for a long time. Well, and like now that this goofball thing, like every time every time DX appears, they come together again. Yeah. You know, it's it's that comedy yeah. bit that's like it's all tongue in cheek that you know these people are, you know, some of the best that you've watched in recent years, right? That you remember fondly, but they're always they're like, oh, I don't know if I'm I'm too old, I'm too this. Like they don't they don't try to be like, oh, I'm still I'm still bad. I can still yeah. go, you know. <laughs> now I do. I, I hope you know. I mean, it. We we've said this a couple times on the podcast. I mean, we're all Christians here at this table, and I do think that he may have actually had a real life change. I mean, he's been very vocal about his. I, he says so, yeah. yeah. So I, I, I think, yeah. I, 
and he, you know, he'll be he'll be the first one to tell you. I did some really, really bad, and, and I'm talking about in the wrestling business. Yeah, yeah. You know, he he cut some corners. He felt like he probably shouldn't have made. Yeah. So he he has owned some of that stuff yeah. for sure. Um, and I had I had Ric Flair and Shane McMahon. Mm. Yeah, that's a good one. Here comes the money, and then a uh, Undertaker, of course. Yeah. yeah. Um, I also had Stone Cold and Triple H, um, and then I had the only, I guess the only woman that we would have mentioned tonight, Becky Lynch. Her music is so singable, and she's like Triple H in the fact that it hits a chord, and then there's just this, you sing a bunch of woes, and is she the, oh, yeah, (laughs) and yeah, and she, like her, her gimmick is good, um. And so that's a fun one to do, and like where everybody's doing the same thing. I like where it's a singable intro as well. Um, I have Hulk Hogan, Real American, because that gets stuck in my head for days. And see, what's interesting <laughs> like is contagious. Like if I had and to, Real American from the last couple, if I had to pick podcasts. one Hulk Hogan song, I would have picked Voodoo Child. Well, just this one, I I like it better. Yeah, you know, and and this is this is his. Right, it is. So yeah, it absolutely is. Yeah. Um, and then I also have Shinsuke Nakamura, who it's like a as a violin intro, just like a screeching violin, which is fun. And then it's kind of evolved. There's like a rap behind it now and a, a different beat than when he first came in. But they have that same thing, and um, it's unique to him. And then flair also. So. Um. So we we do have our nine. We do. And so now we have to go from nine. Five. Working nine to five. So, I guess, is it a safe assumption to believe that Stone Cold is going to be moved over onto the list? Yeah. Yeah. Is it safe to say The Undertaker is going to get moved over to the list? He was number two on my list. He was number two on my list, too. He was nine on my list, but... What? Yeah, I mean... Boom. Yeah, I, I mean, he was on my list, so... That's so low. Yeah. Okay, I mean... Do you agree he should be in the top five then? Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. The rest of it's going to be dicey. Mm-hmm. Dicey. For sure. I think. Um, Like, I wouldn't have a problem at all putting Fabulous Freebirds in the top five because I grew up watching the Fabulous Freebirds. You probably have never seen the Fabulous Freebirds have a, a single match. I, so no, I, I've never watched their match. I know who they are. So I don't know how you feel about it. I think I would table that one as a top five discussion. I would say we should put Triple H in. I think we all had him on our list, correct? I would. I, he, I, was, he was in my top five. He was number five for me. He was number five for me also. Where was he on your list? Four. You drafted him, though, so yeah, you, you want yeah. him in for sure. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm, yeah, I'm, yeah, he was number five on my list, yeah. My three and four, the one that, you know, I've got three of my top five. Um, I have NWO and Ted DiBiase. Those are my three and four. But I don't know that either one of those were on either one of your lists. They weren't on mm-hmm. mine. Mm-hmm. I don't know that any of the, well, y'all both had the Freebirds, but. Um, did you have Vince McMahon on your list? No. Did anybody else have John Cena on their list? I didn't. Did you have The Shield on your list? I didn't. Okay, so we're at an... Everybody's on evil, evil, even <laughs> footing then, I guess, for the last two spots. Is that true? Pretty much. 
Okay. I would, I mean, seeing as, I mean, I had the Freebirds at number eight. Where did you have them? Two. You had a number two. What was your number one? Well, Stone Cold. I thought you said Undertaker was number two. No, she you. had Undertaker at like eight or Nine. something like that. Oh, wow. Yeah. Huh. Super low. I know. That's what I thought. I don't know. I just... Yeah. <laughs> Because she doesn't like to wait so long for him to get to the exactly right. That is exactly it. As soon as I hear that bong, I'm like, oh, God. Okay. There we go. And you would think that he would be like my favorite character with all the creepy, you know, ness, but. Yeah. It's so weird how scared. Like, I mean, I was too when I was. I mean, when did he debut? Like 89, 90, maybe? I was nine or 10. I mean, it was kind of. Scary, even even though now looking back at what his character looked oh, like, oh, the original then, with like the purple. Yeah, but <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah. but when he first came in, like yeah. little kids were like, well, and just that eye, down that, and that eye roll thing. thing. <laughs> yeah, that has Gross. always been. Yeah, yeah. And then, do you remember when they tried to put in the fake Undertaker? <laughs> no. And everybody was like, that. "That's not the Undertaker." <laughs> and that then they paid Undertaker's money mm. to bring him back. And then like. Paul Bearer was so oh creepy. yeah that was creepy though. it was creepy <laughs> yeah yeah so that was part of it for sure okay um we got we got to put two more spots in there um Ben let me what were what were your criteria my criteria was. Well, the ones outside of you know is it. I wanted the the theme to match the wrestler, mm-hmm. and I wanted it to be kind of associated with that wrestler, so that like when you hear it out on the street, you think, "Oh, that's so." Like, mm-hmm. here's the pro. Like with the game, nobody associates it with Motorhead other yeah. than, "Oh, that's the Motorhead song that the, the Triple H, that Triple H, H walks H- out to." H- yeah, right. It's more associated with mm-hmm. Triple H than it is Motorhead. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then what I really like is within that first immediacy, there's something Mm -hmm. that happens when that, when it first starts that people say, I know who that is and I am excited about them coming and you get the pop. Mm -hmm. So that was kind of my. And also if the person is involved in the creation of the thing. I like that. So let me make the case for John Cena based on your criteria. It hits all of that. And the dude, I mean, you have to admit the dude is one of the, he will be one of the most lasting characters. I mean, he's still going Oh, there's somewhat. no question. His impact and on this, the industry is huge. And, and his music is singular to him. He is the one who's performing it. Like or dislike for him or the character aside... I feel like that should be in the top five. It's a good case. It's a good case. I would put that on the short list. Let's make a short list right. and then try to narrow it down to. <laughs> so by that same rationale. Yeah. Where are we with Ted DiBiase? I think it was not to so, to somebody who wasn't watching at the time or hasn't watched it like you watched it back. It was not instantly, well, to Heather and I, it was not instantly recognizable. It took me a minute 
you know, once he started talking, I was like, oh, yeah, that's that character. Um, it took me a minute. So that's what I'll say about that. Well, I would say if you, if you watched wrestling in the 90s, it was instantly recognizable. Because, I mean, like the money, 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 money starts right out of the gate. So, I mean, it's, it's, that's a generational thing. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. I mean, that's, and that's my same. Because it's, it's the same situation that I am with, like, The Shield, right? Right, because you didn't, I didn't watch I didn't it. Watch, but, I didn't yeah. watch it. Yeah. But I could see where that would be instantly recognizable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's tailored specifically for that group. Right. They probably had a cool entrance. Yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of the same situation with those two. And that's my argument for the Fabulous Freebirds. I mean, it was written by them for them. And they participated in it. Yeah. So is that on the short list as well? I mean, y'all both had it on your list, so I think it would have to be on the it would have yeah. to be on the short list that we're. Creating. But man, I mean, yeah. Vince McMahon is good too. It is good. God, they're all good. But I'll say <laughs> this about Vince McMahon. Now, the song is good, right? Right. But the majority of the like, the pop you get is because you know you're about to you're about to See hear that, that walk. walk. <laughs> yeah. The the yeah the big. To do about his entrance is the walk, yeah. Not necessarily the music. That's kind of where I'm at with him. Well, the, I would say that the big to do about any of them is that somebody's coming down that daggum. Yeah, aisle. yeah. And that's where it's hard. Like honestly, yeah. Stone Cold song is like the worst one of the bunch. It's, it's yeah, pretty, it's pretty the, forgettable. The, the energy of it yeah. though is, but it, is it matches, matches him perfectly. Yeah, yeah. it's it's kind of. Simple, if he didn't in, have a, the, in a way that Stone Cold is simple. If he didn't have the glass break, yeah, we probably wouldn't be talking about. That's it. probably true. Right, that's true. But, but, it, but it, it does. does. Yeah, <laughs> but it does. Yeah. Um, and same with the Undertaker. If he didn't have the gong, we probably wouldn't be talking about it. So here's let's do this then. Let's do this since especially. If y'all don't like DiBiase, let's go ahead and eliminate eliminate DiBiase. And I would say let's go ahead and eliminate The Shield because when we look at the longevity factor of how long that song was in play, it's not going to be nearly as long as the other ones on the list. Fabulous Freebirds, Vince McMahon, NWO, and Cena. I, I really think that the two that we have left should come from that group. Freebirds, McMahon, Cena, NWO. I mean, I see. I I knew it was probably going to get cut. I think that reasoning is like it's fine to cut it, but I feel like that reasoning is uh, is unfair because of just the recency of it. Like, if you want to say, like, we can we can cut it, but I think that that's that logic is not. I think it would be the logic of the same as if we're cutting Ted DiBiase. Like, that would be fine. But to say, oh well, they just haven't been around as long. Well, I don't here, think here's that's the quite deal. as. Okay, well, you can't just be like, oh, the Freebirds is the oldest one because if you play that, well, no, when no, they start no, no, playing no, no. that. I'm not saying the old. I mean, the fabulous Freebirds wrestled for over a decade. Sure. So well, right. Together, that was their that's, intro. That's fine, but like. Well, okay. How about this? How about this then? I mean, I, I've cut them. That's fine. No, I'm just. It's a, well, how about this reason? Mm-hmm. We can say that. Those two songs in the round three, and they were all of our last choices. So, mm-hmm. I mean, we can say that they are not as iconic as the ones that are left. 
Yeah. And, but I know that y'all both had free birds, but I think truly if you play, now part of it is recency, that, that free birds are older and a lot of people in the arena would not know. NWO music hits, Vince music hits, Cena music hits, pop today. Free birds, not as much. And that's, and that's, again, just because of the time, just because of the length of time since they've been on TV, right? And they wouldn't come back. But are we going for just the fact of like, oh, we, you know, it's a funny song, or today, would it still be relevant? And I do like the song. I think it's funny. And I think it fit them. But I think But of, if it were my vote. I think of of those left though, they may be the only ones that were responsible for the creation of it by them for them. Cena. Did he make his own? Did he write it? I don't know if he or wrote it. Or did he it. just perform it? I don't know. Well what I would say about the Freebirds, and this is something that is different for them than it is anybody else, and I'm not saying that this should even be criteria for comp but what's and we mentioned it a little bit before, is they may be the trendsetter for everybody else having their intro music that is specific to them that is not like just a song that they played somewhere else. You know, like now everybody else, if Fabulous Freebirds are going to have their own song recorded just for them, now we're going to see everybody else start piling on. So, I mean, they mm-hmm. were kind of a trendsetter. I'm not saying that that should be criteria, but it is it is an interesting Side note to the conversation. Um, yeah. I honestly think that if you were just to set, like if we were just going to do the iconic nature of it all and you were to ask a hundred wrestling fans. Well, how let, old let are me, the wrestling fans? When did they well, watch wrestling? Just, I mean, you know what I mean? That's, I know, but I'm just, I'm, I'm just saying if you were to ask a hundred wrestling fans, mm-hmm. you know, here are the, here are the four songs. Which ones do you think are the most iconic? Which ones do you think are the... I think that it would probably be... I think Cena for sure would be one of the two. And then I think the other one would boil down to Vince and NWO. I agree with that. I, I, I don't think... If you were not rest, if you were not watching wrestling... Yeah, I'm not, the, it, I'm not really the And And the, what, what hurts the Freebirds on the iconic nature of it is when and where they were wrestling and in their time, you know, because mm-hmm. there wasn't a lot of primetime wrestling that they could have been doing, and there weren't, you know, the pay-per-views, they weren't, you know, getting 40 million people to watch the pay-per-view. Right. This is a different time. Yeah. So that it's, it's kind of like the discussion of, uh, you know, like the greatest of all time in basketball. You can't compare eras, really. Yeah. So. So I, I would be. I think if you, I think if you polled a hundred WWE fans, yeah, I think Vince McMahon would be way up there. Yeah, you know, because they hate him. Mm-hmm. You know, and his song matches his persona one hundred percent. Yeah. Um. So I would be. I would be satisfied with moving. McMahon and Cena into those two spots, honestly. I mean, 
Because it makes sense, yeah. Like, I think... <laughs> as much as I love NWO and I love that whole storyline, their music is more generic. And I and really, it's no it's no individual persons. And it sure. lost it lost so much of its impact, if we're going to be fair, when the Wolfpack split. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. so now we're getting into some storyline stuff. But, you know, when, <laughs> when the best NWO members... Yeah. Moved over to the Wolfpack, and you were left with Scott Norton, Stevie Ray, and <laughs> Vincent, yeah. and and Disco Inferno, or whoever. Oh gosh! You know, I think he actually went to the Wolfpack. Actually, um, it it really wasn't as important as oh, yeah, that's Wolfpack. Yeah. Right. Which also could have very well made this list. Yeah. Um, because when you heard that Wolf howl, you knew. Mm-hmm. Yep. Business was about to commence, right? Um, so I would be satisfied because I think WCW screwed up the NWO. I think they they changed how important that particular song was. I would be satisfied with making those last two spots, Vince and Cena. I'm good with that. Okay. 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 So our top five then, Stone Cold Steve Austin, Undertaker, Triple H, Cena and Vince McMahon. I think the top three are good. I agree. Yep. So then it's a question of Cena or Vince for four. I mean, obviously, you know where I'm going to land. Yeah, but I think I think so it seems swing like being yeah. Vote on that. Hmm. Okay. How about you give me thirty seconds? Your best thirty second pitch. Okay. Um, it's specifically for his character. It's evolved over time, but it's what he's had now, his hustle, loyalty, respect character. Um, my time is now. You can't see me. It's got his catchphrases in it. It is only a Cena song. He performs it. Um, it has that initial moment, the that intro where it hits the chords and the, the horns and stuff. Um, and it, like, accompanied with all the lights, everything goes like lime green and all that good stuff. Um, and he performed it himself. And it's it's not, it's about the music. It's not about his entrance. It's not about the motions he makes when he runs in. It's the music itself. Thirty seconds, Heather. <laughs> <laughs> she came. <laughs> I, I kind of got nothing on that. I mean, all I would say is you know Vince McMahon is the Was. WWE, <laughs> you know, or the McMahon family is the WWE. I, I, she makes really good points. I can't even really argue with that. So, and also, I mean, I mean, considering his recent, I don't even oopsies. Know. Well, they weren't recent, but Did they just came some, out. Oh, he makes oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh. Yeah, that's why he stepped down. Oh, I don't some, know. Some things came out. No. I just, you know, I love the song, and I love the walk, and I just <laughs> I love, love the whole the thing, and so that's why I put it in there. All right. So it it sounds like even you are conceding Cena the number the number four. Spot. Yeah, I really hadn't got. I I don't have. Okay. Enough knowledge, I don't think, of Fair everything enough. To so we have a top five in order. All right, our final ranking, the best wrestling intros. Stone Cold Steve Austin, The Undertaker, Triple H, The Game, John Cena, and Vince McMahon. Happy WrestleMania season. Yep. And obviously, we want you to, uh, if you want to use a drink responsibly, if you're drinking some Steve Weisers. <laughs> Whatever the skull. case, yeah. Um, I think that's a good list. I think so. I think, it's good. I think that's solid. I don't. Uh, yeah. Let us know what you good. think. Yeah. Yeah, please. I, I bet there are some people that will be in disagreeing. Yeah. Our mom is one. That, yeah. That 
And that Ric Flair That's is not true. on that list. Yeah. And hey, look, I mean, I, uh, Nate, if you're listening, buddy, <laughs> yeah, I love you, man. You're my favorite wrestler of all time. Um, if we have greatest promo guys of all time, greatest wrestler of all time, you're number one on my list. <laughs> but uh, this was this is a music podcast, yep. but. Um, yeah, absolutely. Find us on social media. We're on Twitter. We're on Facebook. We are on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And we would love for you to share and comment and interact with us. We uh, we actually had someone suggest a topic for us on, uh, on Twitter. Well, we, we're going to take those. If Whatever you guys want, we're going to provide it yep. for you. So if you have well, a suggestion. We'll consider it. <laughs> well, that's, I was going to say whatever you we're guys gonna want. We're going to do. And you might yeah, even but, be able to be a guest. Maybe. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So just uh, get it. <laughs> add a degree of difficulty to yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, all 13 of you listening out there. Yeah. <laughs> hey, actually, we, we <laughs> joke, but uh, self-deprecating humor. But, I mean, the, the podcast is growing. I mean, we are – we're hitting numbers that I – did not ever anticipate doing it. We did this. We did this really just to be fun because we like yeah. to argue. We love music, and so we thought, eh, let's just record it. Yeah, maybe people get a kick out of it, and a lot more people are getting a kick out of it <laughs> than I ever thought possible from all over the world. I mean, the numbers that we're getting in England yeah. uh, are incredible. I mean, it really is. And so, <laughs> England, wow. It, well, they speak English, so they understand yeah. us. Well. But, yeah, but they do. No, uh, you got to understand, though, like <laughs> rock and roll, especially in England. Oh, yeah, rock's big. I mean, you could make the argument that the five greatest bands of all time are English. Yeah. yeah. That's mean, a different that, podcast, but it, yeah. Yeah. Man, that'd be tough. Oh, my gosh. I mean, yeah, we won't, I won't listen yeah. to my five now, but I mean, you could make <laughs> the argument. It yeah. could be made. So just find us on uh, Facebook. Please, 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 whatever podcast... Um, platform you listen to us on if it has a ranking system if you have a chance to rate us or leave a comment please give us a wonderful review if you liked it if you didn't like it don't be so interested in leaving a review (laughs) (laughs) but if you liked it please leave us a review um thank you all for listening enjoy wrestlemania and we'll be back with you in a couple of weeks thanks for joining us on the music list podcast be sure to subscribe so you don't miss the next episode she almost had it. <laughs>